Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, film enthusiasts and newcomers alike, prepare for a cinematic journey like no other. Grab some popcorn, dim the lights, because it's about time you watch this. Welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Josh. And Chris. And today, we're doing something a little bit different. Well, we are. We're starting something new for a little while. Geordie, obviously, off on maternity leave last week. With our episode of Treasure Planet was Geordie's swan song for a few months. She's going to be mm-hmm. back on the show in January. We're planning a, a live show probably mid to late December for her return. So we'll have more details on that later on. But for the next few months, it's going to be you and I. And mm-hmm. we had a discussion. There's lots of movies that you and I haven't seen. Yes. Movies that I love that you haven't seen and movies that you love that I haven't seen. So we thought, well, we've got plenty still to keep this podcast going while Geordie's away. So let's fill in the holes. Let's fill in the holes. And we're going to start with one of your favourites. Yes, we're looking at Fright Night. Something moved in next door that isn't human. They did kill a girl over there. It's horrifying. It's unspeakably evil. And now it knows that you know. Fright Night. If you love being scared, it'll be the night of your life. Rated R. Sneak preview Friday night. Check newspapers for theaters. Okay, so straight in or straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. The opening credits. Yes. So 80s horror. Like Definitely. 100% 80s horror movie. Definitely. And that's what I was like, yes, this this is a, of its time, mm-hmm. clearly. But like the, the panning down from the yeah. moon, the whole I've, like... I've got something cool to say about that. Yeah. So well, first, the howl at the start of the um, movie, it gave me a little bit of PTSD because when I was younger, I think it was I was like year three or so I got shown the Michael Jackson thriller video <laughs> and and so at the start of that he turns into a werewolf and that gave me a really big fear of them so hearing this howl it had the same kind of quality to it and I was like no this is already scaring me um but as the camera goes down and across past um Jerry's house and then we get that awesome title I love yep. that title um I realized that they had used a map painting and real footage and stitched them together. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, if, if you look closely, one of the trees actually moves across with the camera. It was the first time I'd actually properly noticed it, and I was like, hey, that's pretty oh. clever. That's pretty cool. Uh, look out. Well, yeah. straight into it, and they're watching uh, yeah, this, this B-movie horror movie that they're watching in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And that sort of, for me, I was like, okay, this sets the tone. This is a bit of foreshadowing for the movie of what yeah. sort of movie we're about to get. It's not going to be a, a Halloween or a Friday the 13th. No. It's going to be a, a bit more campy, a bit more schlocky, yeah. a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. They make a joke about that. I think Peter says something like, it's not, my movie's on about like a, hallo- oh, what does he say? A hockey mask killer running yeah, around yeah, killing that's teenagers. What I mean. like, it's more, yeah, and it sort of sets the tone there from that. And then my next note mm. in capital letters, look out, it's getting horny already. <laughs> Josh, what sort of <laughs> what sort of sick movie are you making me watch? They're making out. They're ready to do it. No, but it's not about that, though. And then I've had that his girlfriend looked really familiar. And it turns out, I did a bit of research, she was the annoying neighbour in Married With Children. I can't say I've seen that. You haven't seen Married With Children? No. Oh, we have, we have to do it. It's about time you watch his TV edition, I think, because that Ooh. is a classic 80s, 90s TV show. Okay. Uh, and she was the annoying neighbour wife. Basically, oh, okay. like Got she you. was, yeah, the the annoying woman character, which was very stereotypical back then. But mm. I think um, I only know her from this, so I have one to. One thing look. I did make a note of much later, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna jump to it now. 
I realized after a little while, if you put glasses on her, she is a young version of your mum. Yep. She, I'm processing. She Hold looks on. like your mum. <laughs> you put glasses on her. I'm gonna have to. I'm yeah, gonna have you to have to go back and watch it because what? After I realized, I was like, she looked. She like she looks like someone, and I was like, oh my god, she looks like Josh's mum. Well, okay. They- like there you go. When you rewatch it, I hope that doesn't ruin. Well, the yeah, movie that one. <laughs> no, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, but then uh, I had this kid's a jerk, and uh, a, yeah, he re- the whole thing with this movie, and I think the reason I thought, okay, I know why Josh like Josh likes this is he sort of reminded me of a jerky version of you. Well, the fact that you've compared Amy to Mum and now I was going to say that weird makes that's, it even weirder, doesn't it? But, <laughs> but just his. Like even his fascination with TV and movies and all mm. that sort of stuff, you know, different because you are the nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. But he just comes across in, especially at that start, like where, yeah, especially, the fas- to, especially the to the girlfriend, like he, he just seems like a real jerk. Like he's, you know, mm. but that's not me. No, that's, that's not that's you. Not no, 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 no. Um, but um, no, there's a cool fact about. So they're watching Peter Vincent's yeah. special of Fright Night. Um, a cool quote that. Jerry says later, but we'll get to that. But um, Peter Vincent's name is actually a com- combination of two act- real-life actors, Peter Cushing and um, Vincent Price. I was going to say Vincent Price, who, yeah. Like, and you were talking about how this movie takes from those movies, and so they're like, oh, let's combine two of the yeah. most like awesome people who have been in these and make it one character's and name. And I think at one point when I was actually, we were texting later after I'd been watching it, and I think I said Vincent, as in like Vincent Price, and that's mm. what I meant, like because of uh, okay, um, yeah, because that was in my head. That's how I saw that character. Yeah, I'm like, hey, that's supposed to be Vincent Price. So um, <laughs> mm. the next note I had was, oh, look at that, coffins are better than boobs, because he sees the neighbors, <laughs> they're bringing the coffin in. Yeah, he's distracted from his, his girlfriend's. Like, hey, let's do this, and he's like, oh no, the neighbors have got a coffin out. Like, let's, coffin out there. and he's just mesmerized by this, and I was like. Okay, yeah, and this priorities, is, mate. Mm, like, this is when the intriguing plot starts to happen. Yeah, like going into it, we know it's a vampire movie, but still, we're like, it's skeptical the whole time. Well, even until, then, I wonder. I'd love to go back to this time and find out how this was marketed, because yeah, obviously the movie point. doesn't say that it's, you know, it's not a vampire in the title or anything. It just says Fright Night. So yeah, that's true. It'd be interesting to really go back and look at the marketing campaign and for this movie because they couldn't because the poster has that picture of Amy up the top with the sharp teeth and mm. stuff, but however, you could take that as anything. It could be anything. So like it could be any monster That's movie, actually like. an interesting question. And even question. with the howl at the start of the movie. Oh, like, you'd think it would be werewolves you, or something. If you didn't know what it was going into it, like... You'd think it would be like the monster yeah, squad could, or something. Could just, yeah, like it could have been. Like, um, his best mate, Ed. Ed, evil Ed. Evil Ed. <laughs> overacting to <laughs> like a thousand degrees. Oh, oh my I God. love it though. He's funny. He's um, funny. Um, yeah, no, and I then I realised that his car, the kid's car, mm-hmm. that's my dream car. Really? 67 Shelby GT Mustang. And it's oh, like knew that. a... Off by heart. Oh, I, that, that's my car. Like, that is my... The day I went tats like it's the first thing I buy is that car. But oh, it's yeah. like a beat up... Like, He's, in this you know, movie... He hasn't obviously, painted it. it yeah. I mean, obviously, because it's the 80s and it wasn't a classic, classic car. But now it's, it's like... Now it's, it's expensive, but... I was like, oh my God, like this this little 16 year old is just cruising around in, you know, my dream car. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's one thing that I thought of. I had a, like a Mandela effect type thing. 
Mm. You know how like one of the famous ones is like Curious George doesn't have a tail, but people think he do, does have oh, a tail. Luke, I am your father. Yeah, but it's, it's no. Actually, no, yeah. I am your father. Yeah. For this, I always think that Jerry's house, if you were standing out the front of Charlie's, yeah. I always think that it's on the right-hand side. It's not. It's on the left-hand side. For some reason, I don't know why, each time I watch it, I feel Which like it's funny on the- because, and we'll get to the remake a little mm-hmm. later on, but in the remake, his house yeah. is on the right side. Yeah, and so it's So I wonder if off. that's, maybe it's not just you that has that. I don't know, but because I hadn't, I haven't I guess, seen. And when you're looking at his window, they're walking. Exactly. Yeah. And because then when he goes out the back, he's looking to the right-hand side. So it just always tricked my brain that I'm like. I wonder if that's a con- continuity error in <sighs> the filmmaking. Because that, um, like, when they're walking the coffin, he's looking out his window and they're walking at what you would assume would be from the front yard around to the back. Oh my God. But in if, if that's the case, they're walking it from the backyard around to the side of the house. That doesn't make sense. But later on, they do have the car out the back to put the body in the... I re- maybe there's some image, oh, like mirror flipping and stuff going on. This is seems, hurting my brain. Yeah, it's a little... So then, obviously, we try to go down to the basement and mm-hmm. he's... Uh, and the henchman? Yeah, he's painting the... And he, he comes out named, and he's his like... His Billy? Billy, Billy, what are you doing, kid? Uh, but I have here... Mm-hmm. That he looks like David Tennant, mm. which again we'll get to the remake. Yeah. But David Tennant stars in the remake, and mm-hmm. I was like, I actually was like, oh, that looks like a young David Tennant. Like that's a bit weird, like yeah. an '80s wish version of David Tennant. There's a quote that uh, when they're at school, the "You're so cool, Brewster." Oh yeah, um, that's one of the like the biggest lines from this movie. Um, and to mention the remake again, how they did it, and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. When we we'll get talk. There, we will get to that because yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the, he's paint. He's painting the um. Yeah. The windows black, which is another kind of like. Yeah. Why is what, he doing what's this? What's going on but, here? Like. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed, and it's something we don't see in movies anymore, is the TV station turning off for the night. Mm. Because that's such an old school, like pre nineties almost thing, yeah. where you know, for younger listeners. Once it got to 11 o'clock or midnight, a TV station would shut down. It's just gone. And it was just static. Mm-hmm. And it would turn back on at 6 a.m. There was no 24-hour television like there is no. now. So to see that, I was like, it sort of goes, it made me go, this is a thing of its time. Mm. Like, And I miss that sort of thing in movies. You don't get that anymore. Yeah, no. Um, an interesting thing and that I still haven't really understood every time I've watched is... Amy's face gets shown on a painting in yeah. Jerry's house, but it's not Amy. No, it's just someone it's, that remind, like looks like her. Yeah, and I'm like, is this... It might be some kind of vampire Dracula lore that I don't really that's, know that's about. That's what I thought about. I actually thought, is that a Dracula reference? Because in Dracula, it's... Um, I can't remember. Mary... Mary, is that her name? Oh, it's been that long since I've read the book or watched any of the movies. <laughs> um, the, the woman that Dracula targets... Mm-hmm is supposed to be like a reincarnation of his, you know, bride or something like that. Like it's, yeah, so that's what it felt like to me. I was right. like, is that a nod to that sort of thing? But it wasn't really explained. My next note, in mm-hmm. capital letters again, Josh, you didn't tell me this movie had boobs. Man, no. Wasn't expected. I should have because it's an 80s movie yeah. and every 80s movie had boobs. But and to- fangs. It's and got- fangs. <laughs> ah, so the scene, well, they're both in this scene because he's looking through the window window to Jerry's house. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he sees this girl, 
Mm. And she's just staring at him and starts getting undressed. And here I'm like, I'm watching. I go, whoa, hello. I I don't know if she. I think it was it Jerry. I don't think she looked at. No, him. I reckon she, she was. Did looking, she? she was making eye contact with him. Jerry, Jerry does, does. Jerry doesn't until he then he looks up and just as he's about to bite her, then he looks up and goes, yeah, puts the curtain, pulls down. the curtain down. Yeah, but no, um, another intriguing thing, and then the scream afterwards, and and that's um, and then Charlie, I believe, goes off to get the police. Yeah, because he sees old mate ditching the body. And I actually add here, is that guy Jerry's Renfield from yeah. Dracula? Is he like his There's so many questions thing, about they, this guy. They don't explain that even in the death scene, and we'll get to that later. But it's so confusing. Yeah, they don't explain what he is, if if he because he can go outside. Mm. But, yeah. It's, uh, uh, another fun fact is Jerry always eats fruit. And the reason why he's always eating, like he's got yeah. an apple that he chucks at yeah, Charlie yeah, yeah, when yeah, he yep. sees him outside it's because um, the actor, I'm blanking on his name, I can't pronounce it properly, but he did some research and he decided that the bat that bit him was a fruit bat. Oh. So that's why he's constantly eating, eating fruit. fruit. So That's clever. Yeah. I, I was like, like that. that's pretty That's yeah. a pretty in-depth research that he's done. So then I had the vampire knows he's a vampire and then wait, his best friend's a vampire expert. So he goes to see Evil Ed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Evil Ed is just this vampire expert. Yeah. Like, has been, yeah, knows all about them, knows how to kill them, knows just... Ra- and that's why I was like, okay, that wasn't set up at all when they are at school. Like, he was just this <laughs> annoying, really weird kid at school. All of a sudden, he's the vampire expert. Like, and he, <laughs> he says, I'll give you $8. And yeah. it's like, is that yeah. it? And, and, but, he was really? like, but he was like, okay. And yeah. I was like... $8? I, I do remind myself, okay, yes, this is 40 years ago. Like How much eight is $8 back then compared to us now? That w- I I would guess that would be me coming to you and be like, look, I've got 50 bucks if you can do that for me. Maybe. <laughs> damn. I, I reckon that's what it would be. Well, there you go. Because I was like, damn, $8. And, you, and the US as well. US yeah. dollar and oh, stuff. Okay. So like, if I came to you and said, oh, mate, I just need you. Can you tell me this? Like, I've got 50, here, here's 50 bucks. Just tell me. Mm. You'd be like, 50 bucks. Yeah, all right. Like, that's how I yeah. sort of... And he explains uh, all the rules, which in this movie, they really, like, focus on those rules yeah. and do some things very clever. Yeah. So, the, of course, the the cross, you've got to have faith for it to work against them. Yep. The holy water has yep. to be um, blessed by a priest. The Of course, garlic. And one that I love is... They can't enter a house without being invited in first. Yeah. Which and is I had cool. notes on that too. But then I had another note here. The main kid reminds me of Josh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> then I had a bit upset that your student film wasn't about vampires now. <sighs> because we've just done, uh, we've just shot your student film for your yes. media project where you asked me to play a role and I thought, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to play the, the mid 20s cool guy that you know, <laughs> gets all the chicks. Maybe he's a surfer or a skateboarder or something like skateboarder? that. Skateboarder? Turns out I was the dad of a teenager. No, that made me feel a little bit old. You still did very well, though. And you made my wife in the movie my cousin in real life, which was a bit weirder. Georgie, listen, is actually well, we're like second cousins or something like that, but still weird, still weird. Yeah, and she sorry. keeps referring to me as husband every time I see her down the street now, and it's freaking <laughs> me out. But, um, but there, after watching this, I was like, why wasn't your student film about vampires? Oh, I love the the themes that we went with and stuff, but I was like, can we do can we do another movie maybe after well, you graduate? Let's, I can't let's wait to start making more. Let, so we'll let's see. do a movie about vampires. Fright Night One and a Half. Oh, let's make a Fright Night like remake, but like good make Lord. it good. Make it good. 
Yes, please. We'll make it good. We'll make it we're, good. We're getting into spoilers for our oh, talk about that. Too. Anyway, um, Charlie starts preparing the house for... Yes, and then I have the note that his mum, as we just said, you mm-hmm. know, they've got to be invited in. His mum's invited Jerry into the house as well. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I knew as soon, as soon as she said, can you come down here, mm. please? I was like, oh, she's done the old mum tribe. Yeah. Because that happens in every one of these vampire movies. It's always the mum that stuffs this up. Uh, it falls in love with it. It happened in Buffy many times. Yeah. The mum's always the one that falls in love with the vampire and lets him in. But he's sitting on the chair and it's a cool shot because you can't see his face and it's just his hand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he steps into frame and this man, this actor, I'm blanking on his name I right know. now and it's killing me. He's, he's one of those actors I'm like, I've seen him in heaps of stuff, but then I like... Googled him and I was like, he's been in pretty much nothing mm. other than this. I was like, where have I, where, like, he just has one of those really movie, yeah. 80s movie faces. Oh, he was the, um, he was in The Princess Bride. He was the, um, the guy who Buttercup was going to get married to oh. or something. Mm. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but no, the, it, Jerry Dandridge, the villain of this movie, insane. I yeah, love him. So good. Well, then he's, we get to the point where he, Breaks into the house. Well, yes. Comes in the house and he attacks Charlie. The note I had, why does the pencil hurt him? So Charlie stabs him in he the head with the pencil when he's going to bite Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And it, he recoils and he turns full vampire form and he's like, ah! I was like, what? It's a pencil. Yeah, no. Like, I'm, it's not like it's a stake through the heart or anything like that. Like, it's just a pencil. I can't answer that question, no, to like, be honest. No, like, it just, again, it was cool another. practical effects. Oh, and the practical effects in this were Awesome. This is why I wanted to do this because I've said so many times so throughout other episodes how much I love them. But then his mum comes in, like she's mm. like, "Oh, my door was jammed," and "Oh, are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, mum, I just had a nightmare." He's fully dressed. Oh yeah, That's he's not true. fully dressed yep. in like a shirt and tie, and he's like, "Oh yeah, mum, I just had a nightmare." I'd be going, well, "Why are you dressed?" Uh. Like the mum is very. That's one thing I did enjoy in the remake, and we'll get to we keep mm-hmm. saying we'll get to that. We are going to get to that, but. In this, the mum is just very stereotypical, blase, dumb. And she doesn't, she's there for a bit, and then they and say just, later, when the, we get to the climax of the yeah. film, that she's at work oh, She's or at work. She's on like, the night shift yeah, or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they did say that here, where she's like, I have to get to sleep, I have night shift tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, 3 a.m. starts. <laughs> and she was just overacting. But then you hear this bang, and then you go, yeah, you know, we find out he's destroyed his car. That's oh, that would have pissed you off. Oh, I wasn't real happy. Yeah. I was like, nah. no. <laughs> no. Well, things only got worse because at this point of the movie, I had an incident, which was I'd been watching mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the aspect ratio of the movie changed. What the aspect oh, ratio is, no. is the size of yes, the film and yes. what it looks like. and Where the black bars are on yeah. your TV, basically. And mine was, a f- I could see everything clearly. It looked great. I love lovely, loving my movie. And then all of a sudden, it changes. Which is bizarre, because you watched it on a DVD. Like, it's yeah. not like it's streaming or anything where there's connectivity issues or something And like it that. shouldn't like, change. So I tried to sort it out 15 minutes. And I don't like being interrupted <laughs> in my movies. I like watching them fully. And then I was like, okay, I'll just buy it. I'll rent it. And I'll watch it then. I spent $3 or something renting it. And it was shit quality. So <laughs> then I had to go back to the bad aspect ratio. Oh. So that was a yeah, little... Yeah, no, that didn't happen to me, luckily. So mm. the pacing in this movie is incredible. It's, it's just so go, good. go, go. So at this point, I had his recruiting Peter Vincent, 
And I said, I thought we were for sure we were about 120 minutes in in this movie, but we're only 40 minutes in. Yep. Because so much is that. It's just rapid fire. Just go, 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 go. And I was like, oh, sure. I must have been watching this for an hour and a half by now. And then it was like 40 minutes. I was like, oh, geez. Like, okay. Yep. Mm. Um, and Peter Vincent's like, ah, he's not a vampire. And his friends are freaking out. They're like, we need your help to convince him that this isn't like, let's just lie. We'll make him just drink normal water just so that. He backs yeah. off and, and Charlie's room when they come in, he's got all the crosses all hanging the crosses, up and all, all the, the garlic and everything. And like, so dude, like, chill. They're like, we want to want him to chill out. But then, so they go to Jerry's house mm-hmm. with Peter. With Peter, he drinks the the water that's holy water, but it's actually just tap water because, because he didn't actually. Peter didn't. He was like, no, oh, it's, it's fine. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. But like, no, no, this like, is real threat. But then they drop. He drops his mirror and he picks it up, notices that Jerry doesn't have a reflection. And that's where Peter Vincent realises that Charlie's telling the truth. And that's where Mm -hmm. the movie really kicks into another year. Yes, because now Peter's in on it. Charlie's in on it. The other two are still... They're still on the fence. They're still on the fence. So they they walk off. They're going to walk each other home. They've got to take Amy home. They're making fun of him. And then... Evil Ed. He goes off by himself. He goes off by himself. Does a little prank. Thinks he's hilarious. Then Jerry comes and gets him. And I was like, ah. Yeah. And I actually have him in my notes. Sucked in, loser. Well. That's what you get. That is true. Believe your friends. And then, yeah, Jerry takes over him. Bye-bye, Ed. Which I love that change in that character. Then his overacting works. Mm -hmm. Because it it is a very much... uh, once he gets into Vampire Ed, he's he, just hamming it up. He he's can, going. We can ham it up a bit yeah. then. Um, and then they go to, they try and walk home and they hear the scream of Ed yep. again. And they're like, no, no shake he's it off. Just, he's just being a jerk. Keep right going. Now. But then all of a sudden, Jerry shows up yep. and corners them and he keeps showing up in different spots really quickly. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that's intimidating. Very, very cool. And because he's mannerisms and everything, he's just so like... He's so formal, Stone face, so subtle, so serious, so, yeah. and he chases them into the uh, nightclub. Yep, um, and the song that's playing—I think you you don't you didn't like the song I, in I this. Did, well, I didn't like the music in general in this. <gasps> Ow! <laughs> no, purely like the actual the actual music. Like I love eighties music, mm. but it for me the tone it took me out of it. Okay, I was like, it, if it had a really serious, overly drum like. John Williams score to this like horrific <laughs> score. If John Williams scored this movie. Oh, like <laughs> that'd be insane. But you know anyway. what I mean, like a really deep dark score. Okay, it probably would have. And actually, you know, I have here. You know, I'd love to watch the remake, and we'll mm. get into that. But to see if they went a more serious tone, because this movie would lend itself to a really dark version. Mm. Like it could be an actual horror horror movie and be really really good. But I'd I love like to the, see a very serious. I one. feel like the music was done to alleviate some of the tension. I I love the the score in this though. If I had to pick out of the actual song choices yeah. and the score, yeah. I pick the score cuz that do 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 do. That's what I mean like but cuz it's so synth too and I think maybe that's where I'm like it just takes me so 80s like makes me think of the 80s when I hear it. But, but that's what makes me, I love it. I, know. I love it. But yeah, so then he sort of half seduces Amy in the club. Mm. Then that drag, I forgot, I forgot how long that dance that they yeah. dragged on for. I was like, "All right, Charlie's probably finished on the phone call now. Come on, let's get going." And that's what I mean. Like, um, the mirror dance scene would have been so hard to film, and you can see mm. the differences in her face and her movements yeah. between the dancing. Like, it would have been so because it's just her sp- spinning around by herself. And then I have here, uh oh, 
Like so, they have this this almost confrontation fight scene where the bouncers come over. Everyone starts I like freaking how the guards out. Got... I, I like that. I thought yeah. that was really cool. But then I've got oh no, he has Amy. I only know her name because the kid has screamed it forty five times. <laughs> Amy! 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 And I was like, okay, I know what her name is because I hadn't really remembered it up to that point. After that, I didn't forget it. Yeah, no, um, fair enough. And now he's figured out that his mate's dead too because he goes to Peter Vincent. Um, Evil Ed's gone to try and attack. Yeah, he knocks on the door knocks and the- Peter thinks it's just normal Ed, yep, but lets then him in and then it's actually burns him with the crucifix, which I love. That that was that so part cool. Too. That this, was so cool. This like sticky skin. Uh, and that's yuck. where I was like, and I have this, and I said it to you after when we were talking about. It, I said this and the nineties Buffy movie mm-hmm. would lend themselves to being a shared universe because the th- the vibe of it, the way they're shot, almost the um, the way the vampires act. The practical effects much better in this, and the Buffy movie is slightly more campy. We might have to do that because I haven't. It's I haven't on my seen list it. because oh. I reckon I honestly reckon you'd really enjoy that because I know how much you love this. Cool, um, but it is very very similar to this. Like if you okay. said to me they are a shared universe, I'd be like, okay, right. if they'd done in the early nineties a team up between Charlie and Buffy, that'd and, be insane, like a crossover movie. It would have worked. That's cool because they are so similarly themed. We're gonna pitch it. The next the next scene I have mm-hmm. is. Um, uh, the next night, Amy's going to die. Me too, probably. The delivery on that line is so bad. Oh, he's yeah. The, he's saying it, so he's like, Amy's going to die. Me too, probably. <laughs> I was like, I'd be a little bit more worried, mate. Like, yeah, true. On. And then, so we go to Jerry's house. Amy's there locked up. Yep. And the question I have is, did he dress her? This this part of the movie, I wasn't like, I was like, nah. Creepy. I said, I Weird. said, where is it? I said, nah, Jerry, she's too young. Nah, that's what I mean. Like she's supposed to be sixteen. He's dressed her. Yeah, no, He's put I her didn't. In that dress, I was like, weird. This is the one part of the movie where I'm like, pump the brakes, hold up. Nah, yeah. Um, and then Charlie and Peter team up. Yes, they team up. They go to rescue her. Um, Jerry's. I'm scared of the cross face, and we see it a couple of times in the movie. Oh. So bad. No, I love so it. So bad. It's that was so funny because he is so good in every other part of this movie. When he pulls that face, I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is an '80s B movie." Yeah, okay, <laughs> like that's where I'm like, "Okay, I get it now." Yeah, like the scene when back to when they did the test with the holy water. The, there's one little brief moment in there which has to do with the cross that I just love. It's when Charlie's like, well, then have him touch this, and Jerry reacts to it, yeah. but no one no sees one else it. Because Charlie that. actually has the faith in that move, and, Jer- and Jerry's like, And that's Shit. when he realises he's like, I could get caught here. Yeah. Um, but so we go back to Charlie's house, and that's where we find, like we said earlier, his mum's on night shift. But yeah, because Peter runs away scared. Yes, but Evil Ed is there, mm. and he turns himself into a wolf. Shape shifts shape real shift. quickly, but how does he learn? And that that I have that here. How did the brand new vampire learn to shape shift so quickly? Because <laughs> in all know. the other movies, we movies, TV shows, all that sort of stuff, we see becoming a vampire is this learning curve. They've yeah. got to learn how to, especially like interview with the vampire. That's a good interview one. with the vampire. Buffy's the same though, and I, I go back to Buffy because Buffy, I grew up with Buffy, and I love it. Okay, but that's where I was like, all of a sudden, he knows how all the tricks that thousand-year-old vampires know. Like it's just, <laughs> but then. This is my favourite part of the movie. I have I have two varying notes on the next two minutes of this movie. First one was, ha, 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 the puppet dog. 
Yeah. Where he first stakes him, and the, it's like it's you just can clearly tell it's a puppet along. dog that's crawling along the yeah. floor. But then this, tra- but then oh the transformation God. and the visual effects on that transformation so scene good. are incredible. It freaked me out a lot the first time I saw it, but I was like, "That's so cool!" But it's so sad as well. Yeah, and I honestly thought there was a jump scare coming at the end of that. Really? When Peter Vincent's checking to make sure that he's actually and he going to go. Yeah, I thought there was going to be like a full jump scare of him mm. coming back and attacking him or whatever. But uh, like as you said before, like when he got captured by Peter. It's like ha oh, ha suck shit. Like you got, but at the same time, yeah. it's like when you when he's there on the floor reading, reaching for um Vincent Peter. I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, like yeah, oh, like he just wants human kid. contact in his last. Yeah. So then we go back. Amy's now a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got here. I didn't really feel anything about her dying because she was being such a bitch to him before Jerry got her. I was like, eh, I didn't feel anything for her character. I was like, good, you deserve to be a vampire now. <laughs> like you're so mean to him. He warned you. The entire time, yeah. laughed at him, made fun of him. Fair enough. The, and then the next yeah. one I have. So imagine Charlie's mum coming home from night shift, long Finding night, Ed on the floor. and there's a dead, naked teenager in her entranceway. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. um, like, can you imagine that? Like, no, I don't want to. Like, what? Again, she would have been like, "Oh my lord, what? there's a teenager." Like, because she was just a terrible... She was so bad. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Then I've got Renfield is dead. So, obviously, his mate comes to help. He comes out of no... So, they do the cross and uh, Jerry backs away. But then all of a sudden, I'm going to call him Billy because I've forgotten what his name is. is. But he comes in out of absolutely... Because he's he's like down the stairs a little bit. But he comes from the side. And I'm like, how did you... Peter, Enter the stairs. Peter shoots him like 30 times, still doesn't die. Rams the stake through him. But then Jerry does something, and then it makes him like stand Come back, back up. Come yeah, like but comes I'm like, back from the dead, like sort of reanimates him. But that's where, so he stakes him, and then he starts melting. Which like, is with cool. green acid. And I've got, <laughs> literally, he's melting, melting. melting. Oh, what, what a world, what a world. world. There's my notes. <laughs> but the visual effects, again, on that, so, so good. Cool. Like, so cool. And that's as parts of this movie where I'm like, that looks ridiculous. But then you see stuff like this, I'm like, that's where the budget went. Uh, oh, like, yeah. That's, like, Practical this effects look, this looks incredible. all of the budget. But, no, I just really, I need to research. I need to know what he actually is. Yeah. Is he human? And then that's Jerry I mean. was able to bring him back that to up life? As they go? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I don't know. And then I've got another thing that didn't make sense to me. How did Amy's hair grow so long all of a sudden? I also put that. I she had was, short hair. She had really short hair. Then, and all now sudden, then all of a sudden it's like long flowy vampire hair. Yeah, I don't um, know. Oh, Jerry turns into a bat. Yes, and, they're down, and they go down to the basement. Mm. And this is obviously because they realize that it's sunrise. And yeah, they're like, yes, they're, we can kill him with the sun. It's coming up in the window behind him. Yeah. And again, this is it takes me back to Buffy because there is a <laughs> line, there's a line in the very first episode of the TV show Buffy where she's like, there's something you forgot about too, sunrise, and like <laughs> throws the thing. And then she smashes a window, but it's just like a light. And the vampire's like, ah! And he's like, hang on, wait a second. And she stabs him. And she's like, it's in about three hours, moron. And he dies. That's so cool. Um but, but yeah. that's what that reminded me of, like the the sun coming up through the mm-hmm. window, as well. and even Hocus Pocus had that as well, like that sunrise coming up, and the bad guy doesn't realize what's happening. Mm. But no, I love the the face. The Amy has a massive and that's what vampire I was going to say. That's what I was going to. So they're down in the basement, and Amy's vampire face is like this big. Mo- it's not a vampire face. It's like a. It's just a massive. It's jaw completely with teeth. different to any of the others too. But like it's, it's the most. If you were to for 
fans of the movie or others who have yep. maybe heard of it, if you showed them the picture of that, that's the thing from this movie that people are like, oh, that's um, that's that Fright Night movie from yeah, the yeah, 80s. Yeah. That's the face that sums up the movie. Yeah, 100%. So then we've got Jerry's death scene, which is, again, visually really, really cool. And I actually have here, I need the skeleton of that giant bat thing for my Halloween display because there, that looks so cool. There's a cool story about that skeleton Ooh, okay. and the bat. So when, when the sun first comes in and Jerry transforms into the bat... That bat, and then also the skeleton when he dies, those two models were actually meant to be used in Ghostbusters. Oh. Those two things were going to be... Uh, the Ghostbusters, really? Ghostbusters was meant to start in a different way or something, and they were going to have something to that incorporated both of those. But Ooh. they said it would be too scary or something. Yeah. So they were like, oh, oh no, well... The librarian ghost was way less scary. Yes. Yeah, traumatized so, <laughs> Chris. So they didn't end up using it, but then they were still lying around. So and, they used it. So this. they used it in this. And I was and like, that's cool. It's so good. Um, so then everyone's fine. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Until we get to that last scene and they're in they're in his bedroom and he's sort of looking across to Jerry's house and you see those eyes pop up. Yeah. And I'm like, is there going to be a twist ending? And then they're all, oh, let's just relax and watch a TV show. Huh? And then you hear Evil Ed. You're so cool, Brewster. And that's what I was like, what's going on yeah, there? Because obviously don't we don't see what happens to his body. Mm-hmm. But I was like... It's, the, it's also one of the parts of the movie that I just... I just let it slide. It's like how like Doc and Marty's friendship in Back to the Future, you yeah, question them. You, it's like, you, yeah, you, you let it slide. You let it slide. Let you slide. Let it slide. So that made me then go, okay, well, what happens in the sequel? Because there mm. was a sequel to this movie. Which I haven't seen yet. Either, so I haven't watched this yet, but we might have to because it follows on from the plot of the first film, fo- uh, focuses on Charlie, who's now in college. Mm-hmm. He encounters a group of vampires led by a woman who's seeking him out. So it doesn't have evil led in it. I believe that that woman is actually Jerry's sister, I think. From what I've heard, ah, it's still a family right, okay. bloodline. So. But then, yeah, there's no mention Evil Ed doesn't return. Okay. So that whole ending of there. There was a third film that was planned for 1990, Ooh. but they scrapped it because there was talks about how popular the franchise had been mm-hmm. and they didn't think it was going to be done well enough. Right. Apparently, uh, in October 2020, so... We talked about the remake. That came out, I want to say, 2016, 2015? No, it was 2011. 2011. Was that early? Let me double check. Um, well, in October 2020, the director, Tom Holland, who directed and wrote the first not one. Not Spider-Man. Not Tom. Not, yeah, not I, Spider-Man. I had, I had to actually check that. <laughs> not Spider-Man. Even though I knew there was no way, I had to double check. <laughs> um, he came out and said that he was writing a film called Fright Night Resurrection that would ignore the 1988 sequel and be a direct sequel to the original film. That would have been sick. So I don't know. That was in 2020. So, oh, wait I, a minute. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Okay. So we could still get something. Yes, please. But he did write the remake. Oh, now let's talk about well, let's this. Talk, so after I watched this, I messaged you and I said, right, I have to watch the remake. I have to watch it right now mm-hmm. because I need to know if it's as good, if it's more horror, if it's more campy, it's yep. got Colin Farrell in it and I actually don't mind Colin Farrell in some of his roles. So I put it on. And I thought, I better as well do the same. I've stayed away from it as much as I can, but I thought it's about time I watch this. And it's so different. Like, it's a different movie. Same characters, same character names, I should say, but yeah. it feels like a different movie completely. Yeah. Like, it's modernised. It's like I didn't hate it, but I didn't enjoy it, if that makes sense. I sort of nothing did. I was like, that was a film. 
I think we're going to need to do a separate episode on that. We I've might got have a, to. I've got a lot to say about it. I could I, probably rewatch it because it was late at night when we were watching it, so I could probably rewatch it and make some more notes. But yeah, it just sort of didn't really. It it sort of nothinged to me. Like I didn't. It definitely nothing to me. <laughs> and no boobs, which I was like, well, that was a that was a shocking departure. But it still from had the original. fangs. It did have fangs still. It did still have fangs. So, all right. So what I've done now, and for the listeners that have heard the last couple of episodes, you'll know. Rather than saying, let's go a rating rating, because our ratings tend to all be different, what I'm asking now is, would you recommend this film and why? Josh, I know you would recommend this film because you recommended this film to me. When we started doing this podcast, you recommended this movie to me. But why would you recommend someone watch this movie? Why do I recommend someone? I think just because of all the the craftsmanship of this movie. Yep. The amount of detail they put into the practical effects, and this will probably be why I recommend it to people <laughs> like any '80s movie. But it's just the amount of work that they would have had to pull put in to pull off some of this stuff. Yeah. It's insane, and also it do, it does have a charm to it. It does. I, I, I yeah, I like it. I'm interested though, because this is the first movie, well, second movie that um you oh, haven't yes. seen. If you were to give it a score okay. out of 10, because okay. I really would like to know, what would you give this out of 10? I would give it a maybe a six and a half hey, that's out not, of 10. That's above five. Mainly because of, as I said, the music. Mm-hmm. I think because the music took me out of it tonally. Okay. I think if it had had a more serious score, like a, a less 80s pop synth score, yeah, which I did enjoy it. Like I thought it was musically good. Mm-hmm. But it just felt tonally different to the movie in parts. Okay. Um, like even the seduction scene in the nightclub, like it was like a sort of soundtrack, and I was like, this doesn't fit what a seduction scene should be. Like there could have been even like more. It could have been synthy still, but could have been a bit more moody and yeah, yeah. So that's probably why. But the visual effects are incredible. Like some of the acting choices leave a bit to be desired. Um, Evil Ed and the mum mainly are the ones I'm targeting here. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I would happily watch it again, and would, I'm really keen to watch number two just to give it a look. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that because... Between the, the original and the remake, to see what number two was like. Because I've kind of broken a rule in a way because I like to watch all the yeah, films yeah. released in order, but uh, we did... I've already seen this one, and then I, we did the That's remake, right, so, so I need to now watch the second one. And so I think we'll have to, so... All right, well, that that wraps up this episode. Next week, we are watching one that I love that you haven't seen. Next week, we are watching the Robert Rodriguez masterpiece, Sin City. It's a a visual masterpiece. I'm so excited for you to watch this because we talk about... like visual effects and all that sort of yeah. stuff quite a lot, you and I, and I'm really excited for you to watch this one because it's very well shot. So Can't wait. We will chat to you again next week for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative podcast.